Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're up early. I like it this time of day. Before the sun sets and the city wakes up. Tea? I can't find my mug. It's under your sink, next to a lipstick, a stocking, and a neck massage. You were snooping. I saw it in your reminiscence. How come I don't remember the mug? People tend to notice the same things they were focused on in the moment. I mean, it's possible if you revisit the same memory enough to notice new things, but if you're not careful, you can get burned. Have that moment seared in an endless loop in your mind. That's why you never go in the tank? Memories are like perfume. Better in small doses. Maybe you haven't made the right memories. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week we review the film that depicts a wet Miami in a dry New Orleans, starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and Tandy Newton. It's 2021's Reminiscence. But first, he's the knob-turning assistant who blows things up with Aaron Sparks to my stubbly Bogart impersonator that can't get the girl out of his mind. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Um, I'm doing okay. Um, unfortunately it is Tandy way, not Tandy, Tandy way. Is it Tandy way? I've always heard it Tandy. She has recently switched her name to be the correct, um, the correct spelling. Uh, so apparently when she started acting, uh, she said they dropped the uh, W-E or misspelled it and took the W out of it. So, But it's supposed to be Tandy Way. And that is how she is credited in this. Well, I, I noticed the slightly different spelling, but yeah, yeah in, in past interviews, I'd always heard it Tandy Newton. So She did. Th- this is a recent development within the last uh, six, eight months. So it's both spelling and pronunciation? Correct. Correct. Okay. She decided she decided, "Hey, I'm I'm a big girl now. I will I will go based on my heritage or based off of what my my mommy gave me as opposed to uh what some what producer or something like that gave her when she first got into the biz." Ah, wait, I'm sorry. The biz. Is that more James like? Um, sure. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so around CBC this week, uh, the guys over at Video Game Lounge have released a new episode where they're talking about their favorite video game characters, uh, 10 through 6. So they're they're running through video game characters, and I guess they're doing characters 10 through 6 this week. Um, John uh, apparently is doing some really bad accents and impressions. What's new there? And uh, Andrew is telling the boys about his vacation and probably boring them to death with a slideshow. Uh, Kevin talks about Canada. Uh, not sure what's going on there, but 
uh, Jeff, definitely check them out. And the ladies over at Spoiler They Die have released a new episode where they're talking about Johnny Lewis. Logan is telling Kat about Jonathan Lewis, who was an actor who was so misunderstood that it led to some sort of tragic ending. I don't, I mean, did he just not get the part? Was he, was he not called back? What, what was the tragic ending? I, I really, well, I don't really want to know. But definitely check those out if you do want to know. Uh, there's also a new uh, Smoking and Drinking in Capes out where we're discussing Division episodes four through six. Yeah. Actually, when this comes out, won't uh, seven, eight, and nine be out by then? It will, but it's not out yet. So That's true. And I don't trust you to get it out in time. Oh, dude, it's already done and scheduled. <laughs> I don't believe you. Look, it was the first one where James wasn't there. You know I like skipped four, five, and six on the editing and went straight to seven, eight, and nine, took care of that one because I was so excited. You I got, got any news for us this week? I do. Oh, oh, by the way, it's also the one where Jason was wrong. And some music was played. So again, there's a difference between me thinking nope. something nope. might be accurate and me Jason's wrong. stating something that is accurate and being wrong about that. Yeah. Jason was wrong. Oh my That's God. All I care. Whatever. All right. Uh, fucking news. Fine. Um, Matrix fourth. Matrix fourth. Matrix four shall henceforth be officially known as... The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, it was announced uh, this past week at CinemaCon in Vegas. There was a trailer. Um, we don't get to see the trailer yet. Why? But there was a trailer because it was uh, it was shown at CinemaCon as a trailer, and uh, I guess in the past, um, you know, they'll show it at CinemaCon, and then a couple weeks later. Uh, they'll release it for the masses uh, until what, until what's, then. What's with the couple weeks delay? There- I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, exclusivity. I don't know. So uh, they like to watch websites describe the trailers in detail via words. I, I so dumb. Know. So dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I'm ready to see it. Damn it, I'm ready to see. Yeah, All I'm, I'm ready to see what the, what they're going to be presenting. And yeah, so some of the stuff because I didn't read it a whole lot. I I was like, yeah, I don't want to read. No, no, no. Like <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah, right. No, I didn't want to read what the trailer was about because like they were going scene by scene. I'm like, ah, I'll just wait. But the stuff that I did glance over, uh, basically, it looks like they got reset somehow. Don't know why. Uh, Neo and Trinity are back in the Matrix as themselves somehow, even though they died at the end. Right. Of three. Yeah, because they were carrying Neo's corpse. So, yeah. At the end of three. Yeah. 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 So not quite sure how that worked. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to reset everything. Maybe it was all a simulation. Neo wasn't really blind and dead, and he just thought he was the one, and it was all just in his mind. Oh, okay. Or time travel. 
or time travel, which is the worst way to reset a timeline. Ah, but it's so much fun and it gets me incredibly hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Hey, so uh, there seems to be some talks about getting a live action Harley Quinn series going. Um, now, With Margot Robbie? Whether or not Margot Robbie will be involved, we don't know. Um, there is rumblings and grumblings that maybe James Gunn will be attached in some form or fashion uh, because he has expressed interest in doing a Harley Quinn um, spinoff type thing. Uh, he's also talked about Peacemaker. I think Peacemaker is all, all but said and done. That yeah, I, I heard about the Peacemaker yeah. spinoff. Yeah, that one's pretty much greenlit and happening. Is that going to be like a prequel? Because Peacemaker kind of bit it at the end of the Suicide Squad. Did you not stay for the very end? No, I guess I didn't. Oh, man, you need to go back. Uh, You need to go back and watch that, especially since we're going to be reviewing that soon. And, you know, what, five months if the (laughs) schedule stays as it is, I guess. Um, Yeah, but uh, yeah, at the very end, I mean, we're talking like after, after everything. Uh, it cuts to a hospital bed, um, and Peacemaker is alive. Um, he's all wrapped up and like bloodied or whatever, but he is alive. Um, not sure how you survive that much blood loss from your neck. Right. But, uh, whatever. Come and then, books, you know, didn't the building finish collapsing on top of him or... Not only, well, I don't know if the building collapsed on him, but need to know, watch that movie again. Stargo came out from the depths of that building and pretty right. much ruined it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I remember, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, anyway, so they're talking about that. Um, you know, uh, let's see. I'm sorry. Uh, Leslie Grace um, did an interview. Uh, for HBO Max or for ET uh, to talk about. She's the new uh, Batgirl. Um, and she talked about uh, uh, that because uh, apparently she's an actress and a producer. She talked about Harley Quinn and Batgirl appearing in a project together and possibly um, Poison Ivy. So, you know, kind of interesting. play Poison Ivy or? Well, no, because Leslie Grace is, uh, I think, is Batgirl. I think. Maybe. So she's Batgirl she's in the CW version of all this bullshit. If this is a no, CW. Batgirl, Bat, no, no. Batgirl for HBO Max. Apparently that is something happening. They're releasing a Batgirl series on HBO Max? Y- yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. News to a, me. I haven't heard any. Yeah. I mean, Peacemaker I, I'd heard about. Yeah, I'd heard so, so, maybe a, a Harley Quinn series. Yeah, so apparently HBO Max is developing a Batgirl movie with Leslie Grace, a Black Black Canary with uh, Journey Smollett, and um, potentially a live action Huntress project of some of some sort. So I think they're trying to get the Birds of Prey thing going again. Rebooted, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Reset. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, we might see. Uh, we might see. Margot Robbie, who knows? Who knows? What else you got? Um, so I've got some actual science. I don't uh, believe you. No, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So uh, traversable wormholes are possible under certain gravity conditions. Okay. You want to explain? Yeah. Uh, you need negative mass. Negative Exotic mass. Part- yep. Exotic particles. And then you could you can create yourself a uh, wormhole um, and potentially even, uh, you know, time travel or, you know, at least jump. And you know, do they, do they explain exactly what negative mass is? Exotic particles. It's uh, yes. It ex- is, negative mass would be an exotic particle. Yeah. Yeah. Exotic matter or matter. It's uh, something that weighs negative pounds or, and has negative mass. Yeah. That's it. That's all they say. Oh my God. Yeah. Thanks for doing terrible? that follow up on that. Yeah. Well, apparently they also have to invent a new type of gravity. A new type of gravity and they have mm. to invent it. Yeah. They need, they need to have, uh, they've got to solve problems of general relative relativity and, uh, and then just figure out how to stabilize a wormhole. So it sounds so. like they figured out an equation where, Wormholes might be possible, but yeah, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. aren't physically probable. No, no. Hey, as soon as we find that negative mass, we're good. Mm-hmm. Don't don't look at the fact that scientists haven't discovered or so. Where, where did you any get this mass? clickbaity piece of shit article? Oh, LiveScience.com. Mm. I it, that was kind of interesting, and then I started reading it, and I was like, you know. If I have to read this weird shit, I'm going to I'm going to let all of our other um people read it. And apparently it's from a guy who is a research professor in astrophysics astrophysics. So, you know, I I think he's just trying to make himself known. This is his own crackpot theory. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some theoretical physics and math involved where they say, "Yeah, wormholes are possible and this is what's needed." I don't think it's I don't think it's probable that that it's actually physically imp- physically able to be implemented. I don't I, Yeah, probably not. That's it's a stretch that you're going to find. I'm not even sure what a negative mass particle would be. I something that has negative ma- uh weight. No, no, no. Weight Duh. is <laughs> weight is mass and gravity together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it needs negative, yeah, it needs negative mass and negative gravity, negative whatever, you know. Hey, look, don't don't look too deep into the details. You're liable to get lost. So, all right, I got two more things. These are really quick. First one, um, SP, uh, thank you, SP. He's doing my research for me, apparently. Uh, no, he, um, he sent me a Twitter link to the uh, Astra launch. Yeah, I saw that. that. Uh, happened um yeah that was fun so astra is nasa's rocket that they're working on um that's not nasa's rocket no private industry private industry i'm sorry yeah yeah uh but nasa was uh was filming it uh, and they were using nasa's facility um yeah it went sideways when it took off well it it didn't go sideways no, no. I mean, it, it, it floated it, sideways. It floated sideways. One of the engines didn't fire. And so it had basically a one-to-one thrust-to-weight ratio. And then the 
a decoupling rocket on the side knocked it over or knocked its inertia, I guess, to the, the right based on the camera perspective. And so it was kind of gliding along the ground towards the, towards the right laterally. No, no, it went sideways. Sideways would indicate it pointed sideways and then flew off. No, it just kind of went sideways. And then eventually, once sideways. it burned off enough fuel to, to gain a positive thrust-to-weight ratio, it started going up. And then they lost control of it and then blew it up. Yeah, I like how they waited until they uh, lost control of it way over there before they decided, hey, let's blow it up as this thing skated across the ground sideways. Yeah. But if that's not enough rocket news for you, um, good news, ladies. Um, for $69, you can get yourself a Jeff Bezos miniature dick rocket slash dildo. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, the Blue Origin rocket that looks yeah. like a giant penis? Right. Yeah, yeah. So you can get yourself a miniature rocket for $69. Um, it's a It's a one... It's like a pocket rocket. Yeah, right. It's a 166 uh, replica of the rocket. Um, it looks like a dildo. That's that's what I think it is. I mean, not only is it uh, did it look like a dick when it was flying, but apparently they've made it small enough now that you can shove it into your hoo-ha. Oh, my God. So um, I think it's got working lights. So, you know, you can light your, you can light your nether regions up. Um, while you take care of business. Um, and then I guess the only other thing it's missing is some uh, vibration. 166 scale. I mean, how big is that going to be? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see if it actually tells you what the uh, full size is. So this is the new Shepard. See if I can find the dimensions of New Shepard. So, according to Wikipedia, holder of all knowledge, New Shepard is fifty-nine feet tall. Fifty-nine feet tall. Okay. So the the replica is going to be a little under a foot. Oh, you can get that sucker in there. Oh my God. You'd be able to. You'd be able to taste it. So, and that's your news for today, folks. So, 166 scale, it's going to be like 0.89 uh, feet, uh, which is the, the question is, it's not how long, it's what's it's the gonna girth? It's going to be a little over 10 and a half inches. Yeah, I what's don't know. The, it doesn't have a it doesn't have doesn't a girth have a on it. Circumference on it. Oh man. And I need to. I need to know. Our, our listeners need to know. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I mean, I've already gotten a text from Cat just while we've been talking about this. She. Wants That's to interesting know. that she knows what we're talking about because we're not live. You don't know that. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure I know that. Oh, okay. So the length. I found the actual Estes model. So the length is 10.34 inches. And the diameter, which is a little shorter than what I estimated, but uh, the diameter is 1.78 inches, so a little oh, under two man. inches. So it's it's not too girthy. Oh man! So so 
it's not going to fill you up. Doesn't seem that way. No. Mm. I mean, definitely not you. Mm, no. I'm all wallowed out. You got anything else for us? No, that's that's it. Uh, I just figured I'd end on dicks. All right. Ready for a pod crawl? Let's do a pod crawl. Let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. It was a dark and stormy night, which is an apt cliche for a film that's the love child of the Maltese Falcon and Strange Days and will forever struggle to live up to its parents' example. Miami is underwater in the near future, and Nick is a grizzled war veteran, who now makes a living digging into the memories of people that want to relive their past. His partner, Watts, so-called because she's full of explosive energy, is an expert at finding both the bottom of a bottle, as well as the perfect voltage to draw out moments past without frying brain matter. As they are closing up shop one night, May walks in wanting to search her memories for her missing keys. Nick guides her through her day of getting ready in the morning and finding her quote-unquote, neck massager, following her to work, and finding her dropping her keys in the dressing room, and finally watching her shed a small tear just before she walks on stage. Intrigued by her mysterious display of sudden emotion, he heads to the Coconut Club to check out her act. After singing his favorite tune, Nick is hooked, and the two start having an idyllic romance. Until May disappears without a trace. Nick is pulled out of his own nostalgia machine by Watts, who warns him that he's obsessed and needs to let May go before he fries his brain trying to remember clues as to where she may have gone. But much like Watts' addiction to the drink, Nick is addicted to May and can't quit her. During a deposition of a comatose murder suspect, Nick sees May from years back in New Orleans in a memory they are pulling and starts to interrogate the suspect to get more clues about May. Nick heads to New Orleans to talk to St. Joe, a drug kingpin, who was May's boy toy before Nick. May ran off with Joe's drug and money stash years earlier, so when Nick comes around and mentions May's name, he's not very sympathetic to Nick's lovesick plight. Fortunately for Nick, Watts doesn't want his face to be eaten by eels, so she comes into the bar with guns blazing and pulls Nick's ass out of the water. They head back to Miami, and Nick digs through Watts' memories since she is the last person to have seen May. It turns out that May came around to gain access to the vault, where Nick stores all of his clients' memories, kind of like a holographic nostalgic scrapbook. Nick and Watts audit their records and find that May took the memories of a client they haven't seen in months, Elsa. Elsa was obsessed with reliving the memories of her and a secret lover, and Watts always wanted Elsa to let it go because she was sick of seeing large swaths of white, but Nick gets a sudden epiphany. He recognizes the voice that belongs to the saga white s Elsa has been banging, and it's none other than Land Baron von Douchebag Booth, who keeps killing people for their land and weaseling out of the consequences. Nick heads to where Elsa works, a floating market and abandoned amusement park where he learns that Elsa was murdered and her child kidnapped. The description of the kidnapper seems to resemble May, but while Nick is investigating, he's attacked by a corrupt cop from New Orleans that once worked for St. Joe. Nick suspects that his mother was hired by the late Land Baron's wife to eliminate the bastard child that could make the reading of the Will a Messy Affair, so he pays a visit to the wife, who is most of the way off her rocker. She does give Nick a clue to where he can find Booth, and Nick heads to a flooded and abandoned section of Miami and finds Booth in an abandoned conservatory. Booth and Nick fight a bunch, run and jump a bunch, and then fight some more until they fall into a theater under the sea. Booth leaves Nick for dead underwater, but Nick sneaks up behind him later and drugs him. Nick drags Booth back to his nostalgia machine and drags the memories of him blackmailing and training May to seduce Nick so she can get access to Elsa's memories. However, after the gerb was done, May didn't want the kid killed, 
so she kidnapped him and hit him with a friend in the middle of the ocean. Booth found her when she tried to reunite with Nick and then fed her a bunch of drugs to get the information on the child. May, not wanting to give up the kid, used Booth to say her last goodbye to Nick, hoping he would see this memory, and then took a long jump off a short pier. Nick, furious that Booth kidnapped and caused the death of his girlfriend, traps Booth in the memory of him getting lit up like a Roman candle back in New Orleans. Nick figures out it wasn't the wife who ordered the killing of the bastard child, but the Baron's son didn't want to share. Nick leaves his fate to the police, who have recovered the child, he confesses his crime of mind-fucking Booth to Watts, who has to act as a witness for the prosecution, the prosecutor cuts Nick a deal, and Roll Nick is forever reliving his memories with May in the nostalgia machine, credits. Alright, 2021's Reminiscence, so this is one of those dual theater HBO Max releases, did you go watch this in the theater or on HBO Max? Oh, HBO Max, I didn't have time to go watch it in the theater. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I was looking forward to this this film because I'm a sucker for noir films. And I really like it when noir films and, and sci-fi are, are mixed together if they're done well. And this one, it wasn't done poorly, but I don't think it was done really well. I mean, this was basically a paint-by-the-numbers noir film that had like a science, science fiction foundation under it as far as tracing back memories uh, through this memory machine. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's got the, it's got the, the hard boiled detective in the form of Nick, who's doing his best Bogart impression. Uh, and then you've got the film fatale or the, uh, uh, yeah, the film fatale in the form of may who walks into Nick's life and, and seduces him and then is the center of the mystery. Uh, you've got the 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 assistant or the partner in in Watts. Uh, there's a mystery to be solved. There's betrayal and uh, kind of a, a twist in in the mystery. I mean, it's it's got all of the cliche elements uh, that that you know film noir follows. Uh, it's got the noir, definitely the noir design style in in the form of the Art Deco and and a lot of it's very dark. Although they did have a lot of light scenes, uh, the daytime scenes were 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 really nice, and I I really like how they kind of flipped the script where uh, it's too hot at night or during the day. Yeah, so most noir That's, films weird. Most noir films take place you know at night because it's dark at night, but this one right. They're using night as as their daytime, so that's that's when everybody's doing business. That's when everybody's up and around because it's just too hot during the day because of global warming for people to be around at night. So is that what we're saying caused uh, the water? Yeah, yeah. So the 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 water flooding Miami was the the rise in in ocean so, levels, and which was odd because Miami. So why didn't they move? Why didn't they move inland? Because the and they, they explained this pretty well in the movie, the land barons during the war were buying up all the dry land inland uh, at cut rate prices. And so now you've got just a, a few people who who own a lot of the real estate inland. So everybody else is kind of forced to the anybody else who can't afford land in inland is is forced to the outskirts. So Basically, it's, it's they're, they're like, living in water. Yeah, it's kind of like into the badlands. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, with the... Is that sci-fi? No, that's fantasy. Damn. Because I didn't finish watching it. I haven't seen it. 
I thought that's, I think I've seen like maybe an episode or two. So, hmm. oh well. Um, I I was eh, I didn't like the whole water thing. I thought it was kind of dumb. Just just because it was like they did it. They went to all this extremes to do this kind of thing, but then it wasn't ever really. There wasn't a reason for it. You know, I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't part of the story in terms of in in terms of i mean whether whether it was wet or dry it wouldn't have changed the outcome of this story well no it, so, it wasn't so i think it i think it's set in mood i mean things are are definitely gritty and uh, yeah, it, 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 it set the mood as far more, as more, kind of yeah, social right unrest now. and establishing how the land barons as they call them in the movie uh, got the power that they did. So um, what's his face? Uh, the land baron that, you know, weaseled his way out of prosecution after he lit some, uh, lit an apartment building on fire and killed four people. Um, you know, it, 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 it shows cause he ends up being a, a central character in the movie, even though he's not in the movie all that much. Uh, it's his affair with Elsa that produces the bastard child that that basically right. brings po- brings about the plot point. Yep, yep. And I I saw that uh, I saw that coming probably ten fifteen minutes before they mentioned it, or you know before they figured it out. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that know, one- when when the when she disappeared, when May disappeared, you know, and it was like, but nothing got taken. I was like, I, she got into the vault, and then and and then it was. They got into the vault. What'd they take? Elsa. Oh, well, it's because uh, she has a kid and it belongs to the Baron. Right. And they also kind you of know, established so. before that, that Elsa had stopped coming to her regular right, uh, right, appointments right, right. months before, which was about the same time that May disappeared. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once they established that timeline of when she had disappeared or what have you. So I think it was um, smartly written. I mean, it was tight yeah. in terms of plot points. There weren't any glaring holes it just wasn't compelling. I mean, it, it was okay. I, there, I, I didn't there wasn't mind it. I wasn't who done it. Right. There to me, I wasn't bored with the movie. No, but I wasn't like enthralled with the movie either. Right. I, I, yeah, I wasn't bored, but it wouldn't have hurt my feelings if my internet died. Uh, you know, in terms of like, oh my gosh, what happened? Oh, I got to get to it. Right. I would have finished it eventually, um, but it wouldn't have been one of those things where I'd be chomping at the bit waiting to do it. Right, right. Um, there just wasn't enough, there wasn't enough intrigue in it for me uh, in, in, term, in terms of the whodunit or the, you know, the mystery part. Um, Which is uh, odd because... You know, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy are really good at this kind of thing. Oh, West, Westworld, Westworld had me hooked. Right. Not because of the boobs. Right. I mean, the boobs were just extra. Yeah, they were eye candy. and, and uh, Yeah, and sometimes, you know, private time candy. Okay, we don't um, want to know about that. Look, you watched it when I watched it. You know what happened. You still have no. that couch? No. Or did you get rid of <laughs> no, that couch? No, we don't. Fortunately, we don't have that couch anymore. And That's I, probably a good I'm, thing. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of upset that I sat on it after you visited when you were watching Westworld with me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I still right. haven't watched. Well, uh, those it, are nightmares season? I'm going to have for a little while. Yep. I haven't watched season three yet. What? Isn't that what they're on? Season three? The one where they're outside? Yeah. Yeah. You haven't yeah, seen haven't season three yet? No, I haven't Season four shouldn't be too far. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to binge watch it. I just, just, uh, life has been busy. I haven't been able to binge watch it. I, I don't have the excuse of having to take my kid to a camp and then having nothing but a weekend to do nothing. So I go over to your house and binge watch an entire season of Game of Thrones or Westworld with you. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. God, that was... What are you doing? Well, uh, oh, uh, let's see. Westworld. Okay. <laughs> those were good days. Good times. You're a little too far to go do that. A little bit. Although you could. No, no. I'll just do it here. Fine. Fine. So one of the things that I didn't like is is they portrayed Miami as as underwater. And and not just underwater, but pretty deep underwater. I mean, oh, a lot of those yeah, buildings yeah, yeah. were yeah. underwater up to the second story. Uh, if not more. If not more. Well, uh, like and the, it probably the, depends uh, a lot on where in Miami you are. Right. So So that theater... That was more than one story because that they they fell into the theater, and we're talking stage theater, not like a movie theater. So right, which would have been about two stories, just the theater two, portion. Yeah, two, maybe three, depending on if it's got a you know some orchestra seats or something. But yeah, wouldn't that have rotted out by now? I mean, you would think. I, I think it depends on how long everything's been underwater. But yeah, it make I would it seem like it's been a while. Yeah, I would think that the 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 wooden floors in the conservatory would have probably rotted out by then, especially but with that wouldn't. grand like little baby grand piano on it. Oh, that thing wouldn't have been there at all. I don't think. I, I think it would have already gone down. But they showed uh, New Orleans dry or drier. <laughs> well, I mean, New Orleans is is lower is below sea level. My, right? Now. Yeah. 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 So Miami why is isn't it, unless unless New Orleans moved, you know, like they relocated the city you know, as far as just <laughs> I mean, like they would have to relocate well, the city like pretty far inland. If, if well, Miami saying, is underwater, like, you know, they 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 re they renamed and, an, you know, it's new New Orleans. Like They renamed Shreveport. <laughs> yeah. New Shreveport. Yeah. You know, it's just something like that. Maybe maybe it was something like that. But yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't any water, not near as much. Yeah. So that bar that, that, uh, St. Joe was in, I mean, there was plenty of dry land around that. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite understand the, the whole, why is new Orleans still above water and, and Miami isn't. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, I, I think you're just supposed to run with it. Possibly, you know, I mean, uh, and not, and not question it. I mean, and th- there for a while, I didn't even know where they were in terms of Miami until they physically said it. You know, it was like, okay, so this is a city water uh, or a, a water city. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of like. Um, Did he not mention that like, in the uh, voiceover? Not, it wasn't in the voiceover at the very beginning. It was about maybe a quarter of the way through. They, uh, when they were first talking about um, uh, the the slums. I don't know what they called it, but the slums where she she lived. Oh, okay. You know, okay. where they're talking about, you know, uh, they were talking about Miami and you had to go out. Right. And I was like, oh, this is Miami? Okay. 
I just figured it was like something akin to like, you know, Venice or something like that, you know, who's uh, where they've got water. Right. You know, okay, land's a premium, so they built a city out in the ocean. It's kind of what I thought. I didn't realize it was standing, you know, pre-existing buildings until later on, you know, when things were underwater and things like that. I thought it was floating buildings or something. I mean, I kind of uh, liked it because it gave me. Oh, it, was a, it was a cool concept. Yeah, I thought the I thought the design was really well done. And again, I'm a sucker for Art Deco, uh, so the the combination of Art Deco and being underwater reminded me a lot of Bioshock, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Would um, you kindly? Yeah, yeah. I was expecting you know Andrew to to start asking you know would you kindly? But as as far as it was. I think this could have been a really good movie. I don't, I I'm trying, I've been racking my brain since I watched it yesterday, trying to figure out why it wasn't a better movie. I mean, it had all of the elements and maybe that's, maybe that's the reason it wasn't a better movie was because it was just a paint by numbers noir film. I mean, you've got this, this grizzled investigator. I mean, you've got the, the uh, point of view voiceover, I liked the twist, although I kind of saw it coming that the first part of the movie was just him running through his memories in the machine. Um, I kind of started figuring that out uh, towards the end of that, that sequence. I just, it it had the potential to be a lot better than it was. And I can't figure out why it wasn't better than it was. I, do you think, do you think it suffered from, you know, COVID? I don't know that it suffered mm-hmm. from COVID either. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't the see box office suffered from COVID. But well, yeah. So the, it's, it's really mil. struggling at the box office. And yeah. how much did this movie cost to make? I don't think this was uh, a big budget, budget was, movie. Budget was 54 to 68 million. Yeah. So this wasn't Wikipedia. a huge budget movie. Holder of all knowledge. And I mean, they have the potential to maybe make their money back. Possibly. I don't think this is going to be a cult classic like strange days. So strange days is a really, really good movie, but strange days suffered at the box office. It didn't come anywhere near making its money back. I mean, it was hardly anybody went to see it in the theaters. It didn't gain its cult following until well after the, it, it ended in the theaters. But it's it's a very good movie, and I think because while it incorporates a lot of of noir technique and set design, it's still got its own it's still got its own DNA in there. It's it's still got its its own identity. Um, it's it's not just a classic noir. You know, it's not it's just a, a classic noir film. Night. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think I think they I think they relied too heavy on that that style, you know, instead of using that style but making it futuristic. I mean, obviously this happens in the future, right? It's supposed to at least. Right, but it's um, not like a far-flung future. This is this is a pretty yeah, pretty near future. I, yeah, but I think it'd be far far enough that I think it would have been far enough that you would have seen better things. 
Possibly. Uh, you, you know, you know, better, better, maybe, you know, better technology or, or something. Um, well, but th- this, this movie was right after a war and you don't yeah, typically have a large technological boost until after the war. Yeah. But ended. even, but even like the Barron's area, it, it wasn't, you know, they're, they're land grabbing. They're, they're obviously they didn't necessarily go to war, but, uh, and but if they did, they did well enough that they're they're on their feet pretty pretty decently. You would think they would have some of that stuff. Um, you know, I I think it would have been better if there was a starker contrast between the barons and everybody else, other than the fact that there's land. Um, you know, maybe maybe some sort of technological contrast. You know, instead of they show up at the Baron's house and it looks like you're stepping into, you know, the cotton plantation from the 1800s. You know, I, right. I, I think it was, a, I think it was a little, I, there wasn't enough of a contrast. Uh, you wouldn't have known other, unless they had explained it, which they had to, uh, you wouldn't have known the fact that they were rich because they had dry land. You know, you just think, Oh, Okay. There's land, drier land inland, and they had to get on a boat or something to get to it. No, no, it's just right there, and they're super rich. You know. Well, and they also had that dam built around, yeah, around their stuff too to keep the right, water out. Right. So it wasn't that they weren't necessarily affected by the flood or the rise in oceans. It was just they kind of they they spent money to mitigate that. Yeah. They had it to spend so. Yeah, but you would have thought I I I would have liked to see a better uh, a better building, I guess, or, or a better setting for the barons other than a plantation home, which is basically what they were at. Um and I think that would have I think that I don't think it was enough would have been enough to save it, but I'm thinking that's part of what it is is this is paint by numbers, you know, it's it's like okay, this is just yeah, like I guess the other dark and stormy night type movie that they have Dick Tracy. That's, right. that's what I'm thinking. Dick Tracy right there. Yeah. I guess there's just really nothing special enough about no. this movie to make it stand out and, and be better than what it was. I mean, it's passable as a movie. Um, I definitely, you know, wouldn't say rush out and go see it immediately, but it, it's worth a watch. I don't know yeah, that I'll be watching HBO it again. Max. Yeah, you got HBO Max already. Watch it. It's worth your two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Suicide Squad. Uh, Hour and 55 minutes. Yeah, I thought everybody's performance was good. I mean, Hugh Jackman did a pretty good Bogart impression. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson was good. I thought she was very believable as as, uh, the film Fatale. I, I really bought in that she was forced into doing what she wanted to do. And I thought it was clever the way that she was able to say goodbye to Nick by using Booth's memories. Oh yeah. No, I liked that. So I thought, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And I really liked the portrayal of the, of the hologram that they did for, for viewing the memories. In fact, I think that was a very practical effect too. Yeah. So, so that was like basically, um, it was a bunch of fiber optic, uh, threads that they, yeah. yeah, that they dropped from a, a platform and then projected light against to make the hologram. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. 
So, and apparently this, this whole going back in, in time, I mean, so, so where was Watts working at the end there? That was like a, a medical place. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I'm not sure what kind of medical place, medical stuff they did, but yeah, it's some kind of pods. He, he had mentioned pods a few different times. So I don't know what the pods were. They didn't really explain that. That's something else that they did is they dropped this stuff and didn't really explain what it was. It was like they expected the audience to know what in the fuck they were talking about. And we have no clue. Like the war. We understand yeah. that there was a war and apparently yeah, it was, what a, was war. a war over. Yeah. Apparently it was on U.S. soil, and, but it was about borders. I mean, what borders were they defending? Was it? You know the U.S.'s borders were, were the was the U.S. expanding borders. I I don't quite understand what the war was about. I was the war over land because of because of the the, the water rising. I mean, what? Yeah, and apparently yeah. they interned Americans like they did in World War II with, with the Japanese because they interned Saint Joe. Right. So who were they interning and why? Yeah, was it just Asians or was it like certain class of people? Right. I mean, they didn't explain that either. So, I mean, no. they could have they could have dropped a few more explanatory expositions in there um to just cuz that was kind of confusing and and I would have been better off if they didn't go into that kind of detail and just kind of left it more nebulous. But going into just that much detail and not enough to really bring the audience into what's going on kind of detracts from the overall story. Right. So they were trying to give you a little taste, but they gave you too much. And and you wanted to know more. Yeah, it left you wanting more. And then you started, it, it kind of pulled me out of the main plot. Right. And and then they and then I had to get back into the main plot. So maybe that I don't know. It, this, this movie has flaws. It definitely has flaws. I mean, it's not a bad movie by any stretch, but it's not a great movie either. It's it's an it's an okay movie. It's a fair movie. It it is about you know it's about what I've come to expect here in the last couple of years. You know, in terms of in terms of how the movies have been. Um, you know, they're not. They're not awesome, but they're not terrible. Uh, I don't wish I had my money back. They're not Metropolis, but that seems to be the going trend for this stuff that has been uh, released in, in 2020, 2021 uh, with the, you know, and there's a few exceptions, you know, Free Guy uh, was an exception because that was supposed to be released in 2020. So it was already done. They were just hold, holding it for during, you know, till till they could be shown in theaters. Right. Uh, but it seems like all this stuff that uh, was filmed during the pandemic or right after the pandemic or right before the pandemic, it's missing something. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it, it's like, it's, it could have been there. It could have been good, but they ran out of time or they had to make do with what they had or, you know, or something. Right. I mean, it didn't. Something's missing. Don't know what that something is, but something is missing from it seems like from these things. So this one began filming in 2019, October, October 21st. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so wonder, yeah, they would have been smack dab in the middle of, of all that crap. No, no. You don't I mean, so? they, they should have wrapped up filming before, before the lockdowns existed. I mean, that's six you months. So? I don't think they would have filmed for six months. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the, I bet they were done by the end of the year. You think so? In, yeah. in two months? Yeah. With, I mean, with Thanksgiving and Christmas all shoved in there? Possibly. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I don't think they spent a year filming this or, or even six months filming, filming this. I would okay. say four months at the most. So that would put them in like February timeframe, like end of, end of January, first of February and things hadn't locked down by then. So I bet they were yeah, done filming yeah. with everything at that point. Now, well, done COVID, filming, but, but then yeah, you COVID can't do may pickups. Have, well, and COVID may have kind of delayed some of the post-production, like editing and, and things like that. Right. Or any, uh, you know, pickup shots or anything like that that they needed. Because they, they tend to do that from time to time. You know, oh, we need to get something a little bit better. So I'm not sure that that blaming COVID on this or for their their well, kind of shortcomings I, on this film is is valid. I, I don't. Who knows? But but that is that is a trend that I have seen with some of these films that are coming out. Is that they all seem to be close, but not quite there. You know, it's a, like they made they made concessions somewhere, right? Um. Don't know what it is, but it yeah. also, they they all seem to have that. Overall, I didn't I didn't dislike the movie. Uh, again, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I think I, I think it was it wasn't a waste of time. Um, I didn't like the ending though. Um, you didn't like the ending. So so okay. So walk me through this. Is he in the tub? All the time. Yeah. Or, they, they kind of imply that, don't they? Right. Right. So if he's in the tub all the time, is he getting fed butt chug style or? <laughs> yeah. And, and how are they removing his waist? Because I mean, the tub looked pretty right. clean whenever they, they kind of revisited and not, everybody not was only old. Th- yeah. And not only that, he would be a fucking raisin by now. Right. He would have pruny fingers. Right. And, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean. Yeah, that's a little that implausible. Part, yeah. That part, I didn't. See, I thought, I thought if anything, um, you know, when he said that uh, I cut a deal or whatever, I, I turned to, to Jan and said, uh, he's going to burn a happy memory of her. Uh, and so I figured he was just going to end up turning into like that crazy old kook, um, the wife, you know, and be in a jail cell or something like that, you know, because he's going to get life because he did the unthinkable, which was burn somebody, um, literally burn them, uh, mentally. And I guess emotionally or physically or whatever. Anyway, so he burned somebody. Um, so I figured, okay, because he was able to, to, to figure out the, the case and solve the case, they're going to be nice. They're going to let him have a, happy memory and he can live his life in a happy memory constantly in a constant loop there. No, no, no. He's living his life in that same building for years. It seems like, um, apparently the flood is not coming. 
because he's right at the edge of the dam constantly, right? With right. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So he's basically living out his happy story where, you know, he right. cuts the cuts the story off in the middle where it's happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that just it I didn't I didn't like it because because it was impl it it, it wasn't practical. Sure. It right. wasn't practical mm-hmm. and I think it it led him off a, a little bit too lightly. I mean, sure he was he he basically is he tor- he's torturing a guy for the rest of that guy's life, right? Right. I mean, that guy yeah. has to relive the memory of being set on fire for the rest of his life. It's it's indelibly burned into his brain. Right. Which is which is one of the reasons why they they had the the penalty that's worse than a life sentence. But now he gets to live out his happiest memories for the rest of his life. Sure, he doesn't get to do anything with the rest of his life, but I don't I get the feeling that he wasn't going to do anything with the rest of his life after May died anyway. So so what would have been interesting is if May came back. I see. I don't see After how May would have come back. I, I that would have been right. too happy of a story, and they they basically set this story up in the beginning as being a sad story, right? That's true. Yeah, there are no happy stories. There's uh, it's always a sad ending. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was half expecting it uh, for her to come back or something. So what the hell is Baca? Uh, it's some kind of new drug or something that's yeah. in the future. Future drug. Get you hooked and you'll never get off of it except for May. Except May for when you do. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rob, you got a haiku for us this week? Um, I do. This one is titled Close No Cigar. West <laughs> Westworld actors, director from Westworld, not as good, no boobs. <laughs> okay. Where's the cigar title come from? That's just just it was close. It was it was good. It was almost like Westworld. Oh, I got gotcha. you. No cigar. Right? Yeah, close, yeah, close but, but no, no cigar. cigar. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, I, I actually laughed when uh, Elsa showed up. I was like, oh, you know, because I knew Lisa Joy, and I was like, "Okay, Westworld." Thandie Newton, "Okay, Westworld," and then Elsa shows up. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Well, Jonathan Holy Nolan crap. also did Westworld, so that's right, a, yeah. that's a Lisa Joy and Jonathan. They're married. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew that, but I knew this was a Westworld, you know, writer director type of deal. Um, I just thought it was funny that they pulled in so many others. Now all we need to do is see Hugh Jackman in Westworld in this next season. Oh, it'll come full circle. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you got awards this week? I do. All right, who's do. got your black lung? Um, I gave it to uh, Burning Man. <laughs> okay. Cl- Cliff Curtis. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what his real name or his... Uh, Booth. Name. Booth. Booth, that's right. Yeah, yeah I gave it to him for uh, getting lit on fire. And I think he was smoking at one point. Yeah. Um, Booth gets mine as well. Uh, not only because he's apparently a smoker because he had a lighter with him. Um, but yeah, for getting lit on fire. Yep. All right. Headlash. Oh, Watts all the way. 
Yeah, Watts is definitely the head lush. In fact, she yeah. could probably be in the running for the honorary head lush award uh, at this point. Dude, she is giving Doc Cottle a run. A run for her money, yeah. Uh, or, uh, I mean... His money. I, I, yeah. And she's... She's functional. Quite functional. Yeah, she's definitely a, a functional drunk. Yeah. Uh, well, like like she said, uh, he doesn't. He didn't pay her enough to kill herself. Right, right. To kill yeah. herself drinking. Yeah. Right. Who's got your player? Oh, I give it to Wolverine. Turned a con artist straight. That's true. Well, I mean, she really wasn't a con artist to begin with. So that was another. Well, she was thing. a gri- she was a grifter. Right, so but was she? I mean, she was. So she was enough to be able to get what she needed out of the guy. True, that that that's very true. But and so that's another kind of confusing thing with that character is they kind of portrayed her as a con artist and a grifter, but she really wasn't like that until uh, she got she into drugs with with Saint Joe, and she learned that lifestyle. And then she got out of that lifestyle, started a new life in Miami, and then was forced into that lifestyle again through blackmail and and intimidation. So it's not really like that's who she was. That's just what she learned and how she got out of a bad situation. And then she had to do it again whenever she got forced into another bad situation. So that, that, and I guess it's kind of, I mean, you could kind of chalk it off to kind of a, a, a unreliable narrator because it was Booth that was saying that. Um, yeah. And then you kind of learn at the end that that's not actually how it was. So, I yeah, mean, Booth is, come back, yeah. Yeah, Booth is an unreliable character in the stuff that he says because Booth also kind of made it seem like she was the uh, the orchestrator of everything until he got into Booth's memories and realized that it was Booth orchestrating everything. Yeah. But still, giving it to Wolverine. Okay. Um, so mine is actually going to go to to May because I think in the beginning she was doing it just because she was being coerced into doing it, seducing Wolverine. But in the mm-hmm. end, uh, she actually you know fell for Wolverine and, and his charms. Well, see, that's did, why I gave it to Wolverine. But she did charm Wolverine in the first place to get close to him. So yeah, by using, yeah, by using his own stuff against him. Hey, whatever works, whatever works. So May's getting mine. Uh, who's got your purple hippo? Oh, I gave it to burning man when he decided, uh, he needed to relive his burning days. That's sucks. Yeah. That's no, that's not a good purple hippo. So my purple hippo is going to Nick. For the scene where May is saying goodbye to him and he's basically standing in for Booth. Okay. So she's actually saying goodbye to Booth, but she's really saying goodbye to Nick through Booth. And so that had to be a fucking head trip. Yeah. That was that was a very cool scene. That was a very powerful scene. I I really like that. It's probably my favorite scene in this entire movie. Yeah. That was really well done the way they did that. All right, so we need to pick our movie for next week. So you need to pick a number between one and it looks like 158. Oh, one and 158. Um, let's go with uh, 107. 107. Tell me when to stop. I don't hear any clicking happening. 
Okay, tell me when to stop. Okay, stop. 107. Oh my god damn it. Oh no. Oh. God damn, I hate you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you hate me for picking the number or do you hate me because it's a movie I put on? Both. All right, All right well. so next week, and we got to find a sucker who will do this with us. We're going to be discussing a film where in the future, the polar ice caps have melted oh, and Earth yeah. is almost entirely submerged. A mutated Water mariner world, fights starvation and outlaw smokers and reluctantly helps a woman and a young girl try to find dry land. It stars Kevin Costner, Gene oh, <laughs> Triplehorn, and Dennis Hopper. It is... 1995's Waterworld. God, I hate you so much. So, so what you need to do is you need to say, "Hey, James, um, I need you for this week because Rob is going to be busy, <laughs> um, and then I'll just show up." That'll work. <laughs> yeah, see if we can get him to come back because you know he he said he was washing his hair every time, but you need to get him to say, "Yeah, I'll do it," and then tell him what the movie is. Yes, I'm going to try. We'll see. Oh, my goodness. Maybe either that or maybe you can convince SP to come in. He seems to be a sucker for these. Uh, these I'm going to find somebody to, to share the pain. I'm not doing this alone with you. Uh, oh, we could get we could get one of the girls from STD. That would be interesting. Or or uh, or uh, VGL. One of the VGL guys? Somebody. Somebody is going to yeah. be doing it with us. Somebody's going to be on this thing with us. Wallow in our misery. Oh, God. I hate you so much. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast. Or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace.outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. For this week, I'm Jason. And I'm looking forward to next time. Oh my God. We'll talk to you in two weeks. <laughs>